2: what's driving the conversation in california today every weekday at this time we explore a topic that's making news in our state this is the state of california Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away. Today, we are joined by Sonoma State political scientist, Dr. David McEwen.
3: And as has been reported since last Friday, California Assembly Democrats have had some intrigue about their leader, Speaker Anthony Rendon, and whether he'll be replaced. Last week, late last week, Assemblyman Robert Rivas of the 30th Assembly District that's around Salinas reportedly had enough Democratic votes in favor of his leadership of the Assembly. But then there was a weekend of arm twisting and meetings as well as deals of uh, who will lead the assembly in the future. A joint statement by both Speaker Rindon and Assemblyman Rivas was issued yesterday afternoon. And it looks like Speaker Rendon will hold onto his seat for the rest of the legislative session. And that looks to be at least through November. So, Professor McEwen, what do we make of all of this palace intrigue about who's going to be the speaker of the assembly?
1: Well, good afternoon, Chris and Patty. And as we look at Who will continue to lead the assembly? It looks like Speaker Rendon will continue to be that person. But I'm going to throw some numbers out here. Speaker Rendon is running up against uh, his term limit. That's in 2024. More than half the legislature is going to leave by that time. But the way the process works is you have to get a majority vote from all of your caucus and then a majority vote of the assembly. And it looked like there was an arrival to this, and that was the Woman Rivas. And he had that number, but then lost part of that number over the weekend. And this joint statement actually uh, that they issued yesterday opened up a whole set of conditions and things we don't know about what comes next in the transition to lead Democrats in the Assembly two weeks out from when a budget has to be voted on here in California. So today's guest is going to set some perspective for us about that and what it means moving forward.
2: We're going to bring our guest on right now. We are going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and speak with Dan Schner. He's a professor of politics at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Communications. Thanks for talking to us this afternoon.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
2: So this is all very interesting to those of us who follow politics. Really like it. Um, for for the general public at large, does a change in the Assembly Speaker's office matter in some ways?
0: Uh, It does matter in some ways, and as David correctly pointed out, that change doesn't look like it's going to be happening quite as quickly or abruptly as it appeared to be uh, late last week. Uh, But when Assemblymember Rivas does become Speaker, what's notable is he'll be the first Speaker in modern history representing a largely rural, largely agricultural district. Speakers generally tend to to come from the Bay Area, from LA, from San Diego. It's been many, many years since one has come from rural California. And that's gonna mean a difference on issues relating perhaps to water and environmental protection, uh, possibly farm workers' rights and other labor issues. But on balance, there's not a huge amount of ideological difference between the outgoing speaker, Anthony Rendon, and his likely successor, uh, Assemblymember Rivas. So it changes on a couple of specific issue sets, but on balance, it does look pretty much like business as
1: usual in the capital going forward. Uh, Dan, uh, thank you for joining us today. Is, is this more of a peaceful transition, or is it really a hostile takeover that's inevitable given that lame duck status that the Speaker would now have?
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's exactly the right question to ask. It looks like it's a more peaceful transition than Assemblymember Rivas wanted it to be, and it looks like it's a more gradual transition along the lines of what soon-to-be outgoing Speaker Rendon wanted. Historically, ever since Willie Brown left the speakership at the advent of the term limits era way back in the 1990s, you always see the next generation of legislative leaders being sort of impatient, scraping at the door, waiting for their turn in power. And usually, the up-and-rising challenger, is able to depose the incumbent pretty much unceremoniously. This is a relatively rare occurrence when the Speaker, in this case Anthony Rendon, has enough residual power to make it a more gradual turnover. The challenge for Rivas is come next January when the new legislature takes its seat. Rivas had the votes to become Speaker under with this legislature in place. But, David, as you mentioned, there's a lot of turnover coming, and there's no guarantee that hell of the votes lined up when Rendon does decide to step down.
3: There was a little bit, if I remember this correctly, a little bit of a flap with Alex Lee as well a couple of years ago or last year, and that ended up with him being stripped of a committee, a powerful committee a leadership post. Do we think that something similar perhaps was happening in the background, You know, that sort of horse trading?
0: Boy, I, th- I, th- I think that's exactly the right analysis. Uh, this isn't the first time that Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon has faced a challenge from one of his own members. Uh, Adam Gray, uh, the Central Valley Assembly member who's now running for Congress, uh, attempted to challenge him some months ago, and he lost a very, very valuable committee chairmanship as punishment for the challenge. My guess is that by agreeing to step back the way he has, Rivas is going to avoid that kind of punishment, but as long as Anthony Rendon's the Speaker, he can do whatever he wants.
2: So uh, two p- folks have taken a shot at Rendon. Uh, they did not succeed. Is he, is he perceived vulnerable, or is it just some, some impatient folks waiting in the wings for, for their chance to lead?
0: It's a little bit of both. Rendon, unlike most of his predecessors has speaker, has given a lot of power from his own office to his committee chairs, so he doesn't have the kind of authority that a lot of previous speakers have, which does make him more vulnerable. It looks like what happened is when he did see the threat coming. He marshaled some of that power back and, on all likelihood, went to his various committee chairs and said, I gave you a lot of power over the years so you could accomplish your own goals. I need you to stand with me now. And that's why he's still speaker today.
1: Dan, uh, I'm curious to what you think about the timing of this move. You know, so much about politics is is about the variable of timing. You have the budget year ending. You've got a primary election next week. Was the timing just not on Rivas' side?
0: The timing was not on Rivas's side, and what you're going to see both Rivas and Rendon and possibly other Assembly members doing is, once the primary is passed next week, is you're going to see them all trying to raise as much money as they can for Democratic Assembly candidates around the state. Because when the elec- when, after the election takes place in November, when the new legislature meets at the end of the year, the more people who Rendon has funded and helped get elected or re-elected, the better chances is for him to stay around for another year or two. If Rivas does a lot of fundraising for, uh, for new members, then his chances of taking over become much greater. So getting past the primary is the key date here. And even though, as we all know, Democrats are going to hold the state legislature by a fairly safe margin in November, which of the men or women who would be speaker raises the most money for their colleagues, that's going to be a race all the way till November. And the winner probably does get the speakership come December or January.
2: Thanks for joining us. Our guest, Dan Schner, professor of politics at the U- University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Communications. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts.